0: Good morning, our psalms this morning are 137, verses 1 through 6. Psalm 138, both both on page 513. We have a um, uh, Thanksgiving passage in, in place of the Venite. I did a, um, I, I put it up there, I put a, a link, and it's also on page 264, if that's easier for you. Morning prayer begins on page 5 this morning. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with thy firstfruits, of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. O Lord, open thou our lips,
1: and our mouths shall show forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
0: Page two hundred and sixty-four. O oh, praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Yea, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem, and gather together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth those that are broken in heart, and giveth medicine to heal their sickness. O oh, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praises upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, and prepareth rain for the earth, and maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains, and herb for the use of men, who giveth fodder unto the cattle and feedeth the young ravens that call upon him. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Sion, for he hath made fast the bars of the gates, and hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the flour of wheat. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 137 verses 1 through 6 on page 513, followed by Psalm 138. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept when we remembered thee, O Zion.
1: As for our harps, we hanged them up upon the trees that are therein.
0: For they that led us away captive required of us then a song and melody in our heaviness. Sing us one of the songs of Zion.
1: How shall we sing the Lord's song? In a strange land.
0: If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right
2: hand forget her cunning.
1: If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Yea, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy.
0: I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee.
1: I will worship toward thy holy temple, and praise thy name because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things.
0: When I called upon thee, thou heardest me, and enduest my soul with much strength.
2: All the kings of the earth shall praise the Lord, for they have heard the words of my mouth.
0: Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord.
2: For though the Lord be high, yet he respect unto
1: the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off.
0: Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Yet shalt thou refresh me, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me.
1: The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me. Yea, see, O Lord, and forever. Despise not then the works of thine
2: own hands.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the
2: Holy Ghost. As it was
1: in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without it.
2: Amen. Here beginneth the 21st verse
3: of the second chapter of the prophet Joel. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall... Come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Here ends the first lesson.
2: Adium Laudamus on page 10.
0: We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee, Seraphim continually do cry. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded.
4: Here began at part B of the 10th verse of the second chapter of the second epistle of Paul. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels, who are greater in power and might, do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing <clears throat> enticing, unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but they but he was rebuked for his inequity, a dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved by a blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling swelling words of emptiness they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption by whom a person is overcome by him also as he brought into bondage. For if they have, excuse me, for if they have escaped the pollutions of the world, to the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb. A DOG RETURNS TO HIS OWN VOMIT, AND A SOW HAVING WASHED, TO HER WALLOWING IN THE MIRE. HERE ENDETH THE SECOND LESSON.
0: TOGETHER JUBILATE ON PAGE 15. O oh, BE JOYFUL IN THE LORD, ALL YE LANDS! SERVE THE LORD WITH GLADNESS, AND COME BEFORE HIS PRESENCE WITH A SONG. BE ye SURE THAT THE LORD, HE IS GOD. IT IS HE THAT HATH MADE US, AND NOT WE OURSELVES. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: O GOD, MAY CLEAN OUR HEARTS WITHIN US. AND TAKE NOT THY HOLY SPIRIT FROM US. O most merciful Father who
0: has blessed the labours of the husbandman in the returns of the fruits of the earth, we give thee humble and hearty thanks for all this our bounty, beseeching thee to continue thy loving kindness to us, that our land may still yield her increase to thy glory and our comfort through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life Neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by Thy governance, may be righteous in Thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord.
1: Amen. Good
2: morning
5: to all. Happy Thanksgiving. Our uh, lessons today kind of tie into that theme, interestingly, in that it, it um, Joel has the verse that um, Saint Peter. Quotes on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 to describe what happened on Pentecost. Um, that it will come, come to pass in those days. I'll uh, pour out my spirit in all flesh. Uh, and um, talks about the, the outpouring of the spirit in the whole community. And the notable thing about um, that passage is that when he says, uh, uh, your, your young men will prophecy, your old men will see dreams, maidservants, men servants, I'll pour my spirit. That this is distinct from the old covenant where the spirit was poured out on prophets and priests and kings, but not generally on all the people. So this is what characterizes the, the latter days or, or or the last days. And what's interesting in Joel here, and, that's, and, and Pentecost was a harvest festival, and so Thanksgiving is caught up in the harvest. And there's a juxtaposition here, both in these passages and also in the scriptures more generally, with the with God's blessing being associated with the fruitfulness of the harvest, and then God's blessing is pouring out his spirit upon us, uh, being manifested in our bearing of fruit, you know, the fruits of the spirit. We become fruitful, and, and so the, the the sort of barren crops that, that resulted from judgment now become the fruitful fields, both in terms of crops, but also in terms of lives that bear fruit. What's interesting in Joel, though, um, is that, We have this this thing, judgment is coming, the people are called to repent, they repent, God hears it, he restores and the land is blessed and restores all the years. But there's a subtle shift in in the closing verses of chapter two, because at the end of of, uh, chapter two, verse 32, he talks about the remnant whom the Lord will call. And before here in Joel, we have the sense that it's a national repentance, and the whole nation is being restored. But then we get into the, the prophecy of Pentecost, where the restoration is really in a remnant. <clears throat> and this is it, it, it ties very much, the thematic, uh, the, the themes of this tie very much into Pentecost because the idea of of um as Joel is calling the people or God calling the people through Joel to repent. And if they repent, then this fruitfulness will come. So that's exactly what St. Peter says on Pentecost. Um, you know, you 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 killed the Lord Jesus in ignorance, but now um repent, and when you repent, times of refreshing will come from the Lord. And um so so Joel's or excuse me, Peter's Pentecost lesson is very much couched in the in the thematic language of Joel. And then um, but but on Pentecost, of course, the people who repent, though there are many who repent and 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 receive the Spirit, um, it's a remnant of Israel. And this whole remnant idea carries out in the first century because um our Lord calls and comes well there's three successive people call people to repent. John the Baptist calls people to repent. Our Lord calls people to repent, and Peter then on Pentecost says repent, just like joel and and as John promised be baptized with the spirit, so the spirit is poured out, but not everybody repents and the reality for national old covenant Israel is there's a judgment in in the year a d seventy where the nation the old covenant Israel is no more and the temple is destroyed and the new covenant Israel those um, upon whom those who have repented and upon whom the spirit has been poured are now the new Israel this kind of ties into the to the image and revelation of the 144,000 on Mount Zion and then the multitude of all nations that the remnant of Israel is the fullness of Israel, is the reconstituted Israel. And um and and so that's who um that's who inherits this blessing. And it's interesting we should note in verse 31 of Joel, it says um or 30 and 31, I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire, pillars of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. <clears throat> this language often tricks people um, because it that, that sound that's it's the, this is prophetic language. Peter uses it about Pentecost. Our Lord uses the same kind of language on um, on on in his Olivet discourse, and it doesn't mean the end of time. Is they're prophetic stage props that, that talk about the cosmic shift in events that takes place. Through Pentecost, the end of the old covenant, the beginning of the new covenant, that in which in which we now live, and and so, the last days, verse twenty-eight, it comes afterwards, or as Peter translates that on Pentecost, in the last days. So Pentecost inaugurates the last days. The Spirit poured out in the new, on the new covenant community, and it now it now exists as the remnant, calling the world to repent. Uh, so that um, it can be saved from the coming judgment at the end of time, just like the remnant in Israel who repented on Pentecost and through the ministry of of the early church was saved from the destruction that came on Jerusalem in A.D. 70. And we should note that when the Romans invaded Jerusalem in A.D. 70, the, the, the early Christian church was warned. It left Jerusalem. It fled across the Jordan River to a city called Pella, uh, across the Jordan, and it was saved from the judgment. The remnant was saved from the judgment that came on, on Jerusalem. So the remnant saved both metaphorically in terms of saved from future you know, future judgment, but literally saved from that judgment. So for us, in terms of Thanksgiving Day, um, we remember that we give thanks that we're in that remnant, that, that through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, we've received the gift of the Spirit. And we're called now to go out and bear fruit, uh, and and to bear witness to that that reception of that gift. It ties into the New Testament lesson from Peter in the sense that um, P- Peter is really dealing with the temptation of people infiltrating the Christian community and and yet not really living that free manner of life, not really. <clears throat> Telling the Christians it's okay to 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 be um, sort of morally free to do whatever you want to do and also be a Christian, and this is what Peter's saying that that that's that's not um, that's that is a lie that we're we're saved from captivity to the various desires we have. We're we're free to serve God, and so there's that line at the end of our our Peter verse where he says they promised them freedom but they themselves are slaved of corruption for the translation is for whoever overcomes a man to that he is enslaved other translations say whatever overcomes a man to that he is enslaved and this is the paradox of our freedom in Christ that the freedom to, to the freedom is characterized by the ability to not do things as well as by the ability to do things we're only free If we can say no to that which is not of God and yes to that which is of God. And so the freedom that that licentious teachers preach is you free to do whatever you want to do. The problem is if we do that, we become captive to it and we're no longer free not to do it. And so this is the Christian freedom is to be completely and truly free. And we should remember as we enter into the season of Advent this Sunday that Advent is a season of penitence and preparation for the Christmas feast. We should not get caught up in the merely cultural idea that it's one big party that ends on Christmas and then gives, and where the Christmas sale gives way to the New Year's Day sale. That this is a season of preparation. It doesn't have the same depth of, of penitential cast that Lent has. Nonetheless, a good thing to ask is, am I, is am I experiencing freedom? And, if, and the things we wrestle with—these are the candidates for fasting. These are things that maybe for I'll take the opportunity for the four weeks of Advent here to say no to this, in order that I may become freer from captivity to it. So when I come back in the Christmas feast and resume, I have a greater freedom to say yes to it. So we have our freedom, and that's really what we—we we have to fight for our freedom. But that's really what we're grateful for on Thanksgiving uh for for the redemption of the world through our lord jesus christ for the freedom we have to to live in him and and to bear fruit so a few thoughts about the lessons today Continuing with a
0: prayer for all conditions of men O god the creator and preserver of all mankind we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions and this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake amen together the general thanksgiving and we won't pause today because we're going to spend the whole day in thankfulness almighty God father of all mercies that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. I'm so thankful for this format where we can join together and uh, pray together, and I'm thankful for each one of you. Have a great Thanksgiving Day.
2: Thank you, Nick Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you, Marsha.